Action Mailer has changed significantly in Rails 3.0. It has a completely new API, and it's been rewritten to use the Mail Gem instead of Tmail, which it used before, and is now quite a bit nicer. Let me show you. To demonstrate this, I'll generate a new Rails 3 application from scratch, and, and we'll go inside of there, and then also generate a new model. Actually, let's just generate a whole scaffolding for a user model, and we'll give it a name, which is just a string, and also an email address, which is a string. So we'll just do some very simple uh, user registration on here. It's not really, not really authentication, but that's okay. And then we'll migrate the database, so here's what that user scaffolding looks like that's generated, and we can create new users with a name and an email address. And what I want to do is that when we submit this, it creates a new user, and I also wanted to submit a registration confirmation email to that user, so we'll need to set up our email. So what I'm going to do is add some configuration to an initializer file here. So let's add a new initializer called um, setupmail.rb. Now, Action Mailer will use SendMail if you have that set up, but you can also just specify the SMTP settings here. So I'm just going to paste in some settings for using Gmail's SMTP server. Now, you probably want to use something different in production, but this is a great way to quickly get things running just by using Gmail's SMTP, and make sure to change your domain username and password here to whatever fits your Gmail account. Now that everything is configured properly, we can generate a new mailer. And you can do that with Rails G mailer command, and then we'll just call this user mailer. So notice that this created a new user mailer class inside of the app mailers directory. So Rails 3 mailers have their own dedicated mailers directory. They're no longer tossed into the models directory, which is really nice. In fact, mailers in Rails 3 behave a lot like controllers. In fact, they share a lot of the same code underneath the hood. So here's that user mailer class, and it already has some code in here, but I'm going to delete it for now because I'll explain it a little bit later. Anyway, you like Rails 2, you add methods into this mailer class for each type of email you want to send. So in this case, a registration confirmation email we want to send, and we're going to send it to a given user object that we're going to pass into here. To generate a new email message, you just call the mail method in here, and this accepts a hash of arguments such as two, and you can say to the user's email address, and we can pass in a subject into here, saying registered, and we can pass in from uh, ryan at railscast.com, and so on. Now, any of these options in here can be moved into the default method that you saw at the top there. So if we often send specify this from option in all of our emails, we can refactor that out into a default call at the top here and just say all of them should default to that from setting. So any of these options you specify here can be moved into the default option. Now just like controllers, mail messages need a view file. So uh, we can create a new view for this email under user mailer and we'll just call it registration confirmation dot text dot erb because this is going to be just a plain text email for now and we can say anything we want in here and that'll appear as the body of the email now finally we need to do the actual delivering of the email some like to do this through a model observer object but i prefer to keep this in the controller layer i think of it this way let's say i'm in the rails console and i'm creating a new user record 
through the console, would I want it to deliver an email in the background? Usually not. Usually I only want it to do when the user's interacting with the application, in which case it's through the controller layer. So I want to create an email in the create action, and let's say when a user saves successfully, all we have to do is call our user mailer, and then registration confirmation, and then pass in our user object, and then just call deliver on it. So this is a bit different than Rails 2. In Rails 2, you would call deliver registration confirmation as a single method call, but I like this better because now you're calling registration confirmation, and this is what's returning that mail uh, message object, which is generated before, and then you're finally just calling deliver on that mail message. So you can wait and call deliver later on if you want to. Now we could try this out by registering a new user here, and when we submit this, it should generate a new email. Let's check it out. And it worked. Here it is in my Gmail account. We can just click it and see, thank you for registering. Now let's say we want to display the user's name in this email as well, so we need to somehow pass our user object into this email view. Well, to do this in Rails 3 is actually very easy. It behaves just like controllers where uh, instance variables are passed behind the scenes to the view layer. So we can just say user is user, and then this will be accessible from our view. Now make sure you always have the mail call at the end. We don't want to do this at the end of the method because we need to return our mail message in this registration confirmation method. method. And so we now have access to our user object, so we can just call user.name and then display that here at the top. So from now on, I'll do the registration steps off camera, but you can just see here what the resulting email looks like. It now has my name there. Now let's say we wanted to provide a convenient link for editing the user's profile in this email. So we might say edit profile and then generate the URL for doing so. Now you can use named routes inside of your uh, email views here. So we can just say edit user URL and then just pass in our user. However, this will not work because it needs a little bit more information and that is the host option. So you might say host is localhost, colon 3000, or whatever the domain name for your application is. Um, the reason it needs this is because mailers are decoupled completely from the current request. And that's just an important design decision so that you can send mailers through other means that are outside of the current request in the controller. So you most likely don't want to have to do this for every URL, so I recommend that you just pass it in as default in your configuration file. Let me show you how to do that. So inside of our action mailer initializer, we can call action mailer base, default URL options, and then specify uh, whatever hash options we want inside of here. And so we can set our host to default to localhost port 3000 or whatever you want your domain name to be. So you may want to change this depending on the current Rails environment. Set up some kind of external YAML config file that does that. And you can see now that our email properly generates the correct URL. Multi-part emails are easier than ever to do. All you have to do is just create a new view file and use html.erb instead of text.erb. So we'll just quickly paste this in and make a quick dirty HTML version of this email. And we can also use some helper methods like link to, and then just use that to generate a link instead of just the URL. 
So here's what that email looks like. It now has an edit profile link. So this is the HTML version and it's a multi-part email. So it rendered out both the text view and the HTML view and generated a single email from it. Attachments are also super easy. Just go to your mailer class and add a new call to attachments and then just pass in the name you want it to be. So rails.ping for example. And then we can just read the file into this. So file.read. We'll access our Rails root, and uh, that's in our public images Rails ping. There we go. So now our email comes with that Rails image attachment. Pretty awesome. So as you can see, it's possible to output some pretty complex emails with very little code with this new API, and the defaults are really nice, which help with that. But if you do need more control about the encoding types and other things, uh, it gives that to you as well, but I won't go into detail here. I encourage you to check out the documentation, which I'll link to in the show notes. Uh, one thing that I just noticed here is that it'd probably be nice to put the name of the user along with the email address in the to form here, so we can do that pretty easily putting the username here along with the email, just like that. So that's just general good practice if you do have the name available. Now I want to finish off this episode by showing a little more advanced technique for intercepting mail messages before they're delivered. Now you might want to do this, well I like to anyway, for uh, changing the behavior of mail in development mode so that it doesn't actually go out to the user. Every mail message just goes to my own account so that I can kind of check the behavior of it. Now this is a feature which was just added to the mail gem. So to get that, you'll need to upgrade to the latest version. Um, so in your gem file, just specify mail and then just change the version number to, in this case, it's 2.1.3, which is the latest version because the one that comes with Rails 3 beta, the first beta release, uh, doesn't include this functionality. And now we can just do bundle install to get that latest gem. The next thing we need to do is create an interceptor class. I'm just going to place this inside of our lib directory here and just call it development mail interceptor. Rb. So then we just define a class in here called development mail interceptor. And this takes a class method uh, called delivering email. And then it passes in a message object. And so this method is going to be triggered before an email actually gets sent. And so we can modify our message object here. So here we can set our subject to anything we want. In this case, I want it to be um, display the addresses that we're sending it to and then next to our current subject line for our message. And so we're basically just prepending the addresses that this message goes to because I'm going to be changing the two addresses to just ran at railscast.com so that every mail in development mode gets sent to my address and then it will just display whoever's sending it to in the subject line. And then we just have to register this interceptor inside of our initializer file. So uh, we can do that through mail.register interceptor. Now you probably want to use action mailer base once you upgrade Rails to a future beta release because it's better to go through that. But here, since it's a new feature, we'll just go directly through mail. And uh, you just pass in the class name into that method call. And we only want to do this if our Rails environment is development. So now this means while we're in development mode, it doesn't matter who we register under here, it's always going to be set to uh, ryan at railscast.com. So let's just register this. 
So now if I check my email, you can see here's our foo at bar.com registered email that was sent. It displays whoever was sending it to in the subject line, and it has all of our proper information. So it's a great way to check uh, emails that are sent, even if you're not really the recipient. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you like the new API for Action Mailer as much as I do in Rails 3. I think it makes sending emails so much simpler.